You're listening to the Metro LA Podcast, an official podcast of the LA International Church of Christ. Good morning, everyone. My name is Tony Newsom, and I'm here today to uh, bring us to the cross. We're going to do a sermon on Jesus. Uh, in Luke 22, verse 19 through 20, the Bible says, And he took the bread and gave thanks and broke it and gave it to them, saying, This is my body given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way, after supper, he took the cup, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood, which is poured out for you. And it's so important, a couple of things he said right here. Is one, he says, when we, we take the bread, we do this to remember him. We remember his life. It's so easy during the week to forget about him. Uh, it's so easy during the week. And when I say for him, I meant his sacrifice. Not just Jesus, but the sacrifice he made for us. And he also said that the uh, blood is the new covenant, which is poured out for us. It's kind of hard for me to remember during the week that his blood was poured out for me. And in remembering this week, I went through the scriptures, and we're going to talk about the spirit of peace again. But it's three important facts that Jesus wanted us to remember about the Holy Spirit, the spirit of peace. And the first fact in John chapter 14 he wanted us to know and remember that he lives inside us. The Holy Spirit lives inside of us. In John 14, verse 17, even the spirit of truth, who the world cannot receive because it, do, because it sees him not, neither knows him, but you know him for he dwells with you and shall be in you. And he's telling his disciples there, they hadn't received yet the whole, the indwelling of the spirit living inside of them. But he said, he's going to be with the one who's with you will one day be inside of you. And uh, for me, for being a Christian, uh, being a baptized disciple, studying the Bible, and you, you know, we go through and we learn what it is to be a Christian. And we say, yes, I, I'm going to do this. And I, I understand what it means. Uh, and you get baptized, the Bible teaches us the Holy Spirit comes inside of us. Why is that important to know? Because um, he's going to be our guest. He is our guest. And uh, I don't know if you had out-of-town guests, but it's, uh, it's easy to please them somewhat because you can find out what they want, because you can see them. You can find out what they want, what they don't want. Um, sometimes, I don't know about you, I get tired sometimes of uh, some of the guests. Uh, hopefully they're not watching today, but, uh, anyway, and what can I do? I can, I can take them different places and say, Hey, here you go. Disneyland, you know, stay here all day or go to the park or here's Starbucks. And they go, Oh, and I like Starbucks. Well, we, here's coffee bean over here. Stay over here for a while. Can't do that with the Holy spirit. He's inside of me. Jesus wants me to remember that. He wants us to remember that. The second fact, and it's still out of John 20, uh, John 14, 26, He's our comforter and personal mentor. It says, but the comforter who is the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he shall teach you all things. And just uh, the comforter, just right there, slowing things down for me. Uh, I go through a lot during the day. Uh, I'm in law enforcement. I have four children. They're older, but it's four children, married. Uh, come across a lot of different people, a lot of different personalities every day. And 
It's important. Jesus wanted me to remember that the Holy Spirit is my comforter. There's some things that a problem sometimes situations I, I'm going through and the Holy Spirit is there. You too. The Holy Spirit is there for you. Uh, even if you're not a Christian, he's still there with you and trying to help you. Uh, I'm thinking about, you know, just all the things that goes on even behind the scene in the spiritual realm. If we could just remove the curtain for a minute and we can look in the backdrop, God let us see what happens in the invisible world and how the spirit is working 24-7 to provide comfort for us. Jesus wants us to know. And he's our personal guide as well. And um, the third fact, uh, he reminds us of what Jesus said. And this is extremely important. And we're still going in the same uh, scripture, John uh, 14, 26. But the comforter who the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring things to your remembrance, whatever I have said to you. And so he reminds us of what Jesus said. Uh, so important because we can read the Bible at different times and then we can forget about what Jesus said. But the Spirit, he reminds us, why does he do that? Well, we're doing this communion. We're talking about the you know communion. We're talking about Jesus' sacrifice. Uh, Jesus went through a lot. Uh, he was in heaven, uh, came to earth. God sent him to earth, the Holy Spirit. They had a plan that mankind, we were, we were doomed. Uh, Bible says all have sinned. We were doomed. We were going to be separated from God forever uh, if something didn't happen drastically. So Jesus came and he gave his life. He gave, he, 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 he sacrificed everything. He endured so much pain on the way to the cross. And even prior when he was thinking about going to the cross, all the sin that I ever did, all the sexual morality, uh, sex uh, prior to marriage, uh, uh, the, um, lies the the cheating on on test and just everything um jesus took on his body and, and the pain everything you've ever done the the whips that went down on him the nails that went in him was because of that and the holy spirit wants us to remind us of what jesus said why so that jesus's sacrifice would not be in vain so that we can make it one day and we can see God forever. Don't you want to be with God one day and be in heaven? This is why the Holy Spirit does it. He reminds us and he does that for uh, in three different ways. One, he reminds us of what Jesus said. Number two, he reminds us of why Jesus said what he said. And number three, he gives us wisdom to be able to be successful in whatever plan Jesus lays out for us. Uh, we're going to look at something Jesus said in Matthew 7. And this is things I've ignored. Uh, prior, when I became a Christian, I made a decision when I saw sex outside of marriage is wrong. I knew it was in my conscience. Growing up, I knew it was wrong, but I just that's one thing I did. I, I uh, That was the life I lived. But I made a decision after doing the cross study that uh, the next woman that I ever even kiss would be my wife uh, when I get married. I did that because I even made that decision, not being like someone just noble, even though I wanted to be noble in front of God. But I already knew that my my lure into sexual morality started off with flirting and kiss or whatever. And I knew that I need to have like a serious gap there in from me and a female being close in that kind of way, someone who I was attracted to. And um, 
it was it was good because uh January uh twentieth, nineteen ninety six, uh my wife Adrian as she came down as my bride uh down the aisle, uh when she came up and you know, we said I do, we said I do, uh that was the first time I ever even kissed her. And uh that was beautiful. But there's other things Jesus said that the Holy Spirit has to remind me of that I don't really pay too much attention to, just being honest with you. In Matthew uh, 7, uh, verse 7, he says, Do not judge, or you too will be judged. Now, we're talking about the Spirit, the Holy Spirit, but we're also talking about the Spirit of peace. One of the portions of peace, he tells me that if I judge, and if I'm judging, I'm not at peace. Um, If I'm being judged, whether I know it or not, there's no peace inside of me. And he wants me to know, uh, do not judge. For in the same way you judge others, you will be judged. And the measure you use, it will be measured to you. Regardless whether I know it or not, the Spirit, Jesus wanted me to know. And the Spirit wants to remind me and he wants to remind us that as soon as we start judging people, there is a judgment about us. People are talking about us behind our back as well. Whatever measure we use. He says, why do you look at speck and sawdust in your brother's eye and pay no attention to the plank in your own eye? How can you say to your brother, let me take the speck out of your eye when all the time there's a plank in your own eye? He says, you hypocrites. And I mean, that that really, when I thought about that word hypocrite, this is what the Pharisees were uh, back in those days. They preached one thing and, and said, this is where you should be to God. And this is, you know, we're holy but they weren't following God. And he, he says, you hypocrite. He's, he's calling me a Pharisee in this area. He says, first take the plank out of your own eye, and then you will see clearly to remove the speck from your brother's eyes. And so this is what Jesus said. But what's important to me, too, because I could hear it, I mean, yeah, Jesus said, like, yeah, okay, I need to do that. And I could just keep repeating the same record of judging, 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 if I don't understand why he said it. And so important, the Holy Spirit wants us to know, and Jesus sent the Spirit to remind us of what he said and why he said what he said. And in Matthew 6, verse 14, he says, for if you forgive, Jesus said, if you forgive other people, when they sin against you, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive others their sin, your Father, check this out, God Almighty, will not forgive your sins. This is a hard pill to swallow for me. I don't know about you, but somebody else sins against me and I hold grudge, and I'm mad, and I don't forgive them. Uh, I'm not saying that, you know, like for someone who's been hurt or harmed in any way, physically or any other kind of way, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about just just regular, uh, somebody says something about you, or somebody doesn't like you, or something. I'm talking about those other things, man, we need to go get help, we need to do things so that we can keep our heart clean, but in general, this is in general for me. Um, if I don't forgive, Jesus wants me to know the why. The Holy Spirit wants me to know why Jesus said that even about judging. That his sacrifice is not doing anything for me. Yeah, he 
he he's sacrificed and he taking my he's taking my sin on the cross. But if I don't forgive it, I'm holding things against other people, which is so easy for me to do. Just being honest, being real with you. I don't know about you if it is easy for you to do. If I'm judging, which is easy for me to do, then I'm storing up and, and, and there's a lack of forgiveness for me. Jesus wants me to know that because he doesn't want his sacrifice to be in vain. And um, I said the last thing, the Holy Spirit gives us wisdom how to be successful by God's word. And we got to remember he's the author. Uh, he's the one that spoke the word out. Sometimes we can say, hey, Paul said, Peter says, it's easy to be like, yeah, Paul don't know. And James said this or whatever. But, you know, these guys were, you know, with Jesus at different times. And Paul later, he got to see Jesus. And, but they didn't write the Bible. They didn't even write their own words in second Peter one verse 21 for prophecy never had its origin in human will, but prophets through humans spoke from God as they were carried along by the Holy spirit, the spirit of peace just he was writing down and he was telling them what to say. And it's kind of like he had the arm there. And did it. why? Because he wants peace. He wants us to have peace with God right now. He wants us to have peace inside ourselves right now. And he wants us to have peace in eternity. And so how to be successful in this area, God, of not judging and how can I be successful? Give me some more meat right here. And Spirits, he does right here. God does right here in James chapter 4, verse 1. He gives a, the antidote of uh, uh, arguments and, and everything. He says, what causes fights and quarrels among you? You know, you asked me a couple of years ago before I started really checking my heart and really searching my heart of, uh, you know, I'll say my wife, <laughs> you know, she causes the fights. Adrian, uh, she causes arguments. Adrian, uh among us, you know, and, and I'm just being honest and being real. Uh, it says, don't they come from your desires that battle within you? All right, well, wait a second. She's not the only one. I'm arguing with coworkers. I mean, even disciples. I remember Earl, Earl Parham. He's one of my closest uh, friends. Uh, he's a disciple. And I, he, he came up to me uh, a couple of months ago or a little longer. And he said, hey, bro, I mean, we could laugh about things now. He goes, remember way back, you know, in, in the 90s and you told me I was slowing down the kingdom of God? And I just sat there and I was like, yeah, I said that. I, I can see me saying that because I did say a lot of stupid things. I probably still do. Not probably. I do. But I'm sorry, bro. He goes, no, nah, man. He goes, this is, you know, bypass. But you know, at that particular time, I was leading a ministry and, you know, we were baptizing a lot of people and I asked Earl, hey, look, man, can you spend some more time? Earl already had studied with people all month and baptized. I think we baptized in our, our ministry like 23 people that month. And Earl was one of the main people, Martin Garcia, a number of different people, uh, Ari, uh, Valerie, Adrian, a number of different people were all involved in this. But I'm when Earl said that, I'm like, yeah, there's times I got mad because I, I wanted more. I wanted more, and, and even being honest with you, is like, oh, I want more for God, but no, one more so we can say in a prideful way that we did something. What causes fights among me? I have to really take inventory. Um, this guy came up to me. I'm a, a police officer. Um, he called. He said, hey, 
a couple a couple of weeks ago, he said, "Hey, there's a guy who you know is trying to fight me, and I want him arrested." And I, I show up, and um, you know, he goes, "Hey, you just drove right by the guy. I gave him the description. I saw the description." He goes, I gave you the description, and how come you didn't just grab him? And I just felt like this guy was like, you know, he's like, you better go get him. Like, I'm somebody's dog or something. And on the inside of me, I'm like, I'm not your dog. And I just told him, I said, you don't boss me around. Tell me what to do. Tell me what happened. And bottom line, he tells me the guy came up, and he told him to get out the parking lot. The guy uh, didn't get out the parking lot. He goes, so... The guy tried to hit him. He said, I grabbed him, I hit him, and I knocked him out. I said, well, bottom line, you need to go to jail uh, because you actually took this further. But I was just, this is this is the, what battles inside of me sometimes when people uh, 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 do me wrong. And God is saying right here, uh, thanks. What about you? What, what What are some of the battles that you have? I know I was speaking to a, a brother uh, about a year ago, and he told me he was going to quit coming to church. And I said, okay, cool. Not cool, but why? What's the problem? He says, you know, for years I would call people and I would encourage them all the time. And, you know, da-da-da. I'm like, good, yeah, people love you about that. And he goes, well, you know what? People didn't call me back. And I was just like, okay, I'm taking the scripture right here. And we talked for a while out of compassion. He didn't get that. I go, so were you really trying to encourage them or were you trying to be encouraged? You got to really check your heart. He goes, no, 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 no. I, you know, I said, see, because if you don't, what happens, there's no peace inside of you. And this is what the scripture is. And you're holding things against people. Another brother, like people didn't call me for my birthday. Uh, still, you know, going to church, but people don't call me for my birthday. And you know how important my birthday is. And, you know, sure, the birthday is important for some people. And, but I'm like, well, you know what? Well, we got about like 200 people, maybe more in this region. But how many of them do you think have a birthday? Silence. I said, how many of those do you call every day for their birthday? Battles within us is things that causes these fights. And, and if we could, I could fix me. I can fix me. I can't fix you. I can't fix the security. I mean, that person in that parking lot can't fix my wife. Me and my wife get along so good when I understand now that the battles are within me. Me and my brothers, we get along a whole lot better when I understand the battles are in me. But uh, in closing out, James continues. He says, don't they come from your desires to battle within you? You do not have because you do not ask God. I wanted so much for Adrian to do certain things. That's why my battles were. It's like when we were, you know, first got together, you used to laugh at my jokes. You used to, you know, I tell you something happened at work and you go, oh, I'm sorry. And now it's like, well, you know, what did I do at work? And let's say, whoa, don't come up to me with that. You know what I'm saying? And it's like I, I, God gave her to me in that kind of a level. All good gifts isn't Adrian. It isn't Earl, isn't different people. And I think one of the things that I'm mis, uh, I, I, that actually came to my life, I give credit, too much credit to my wife. Uh, oh, you made me feel like this. And no, no, every good and precious gift comes from God. Earl, these Baptists, oh, you, you know, you used to, were in there studying. And no, no, every good and precious gift comes from God. And sometimes we give too much credit to others so that when later God puts us on auto, autopilot where he wants us to just get these things and go through trials and, and, and so we can grab the points of what he wants us to see so that we can change, we want to hold other people hostage. And the Spirit says, no, you do not have because you do not ask God. And when you ask, 
you do not receive because you ask with wrong motives that you may spend what you get on your pleasures. Then he says something really harsh, really not trying to be harsh, but just it was harsh to me when I broke it down when I was uh, reading this the other day. He says, you adulterous people. What does that mean? Like you're in a marriage and you're cheating. You adulterous people, adulterous people. How am I cheating? Well, who's my special guest that lives inside here? The Holy Spirit, God, Jesus. What do they like? Peace, comfort. What do I bring home? Anger, frustration, hostility, holding what you did, what other people did. It's adultery. I got to understand my special guest doesn't want that. How do I have peace? I help the spirit of peace keep peace. He made these other people. He made my wife. He made uh, all these other different people. And, and, and to keep at peace, Jesus wanted me to understand. These are ways I could be successful if I look at this and we could all be successful. He says in verse four, he says, don't you know that friendship with the world means enmity against God? And we go, what is enmity? I looked it up in the dictionary, if you're being honest with you. The state of feeling or being actively hostile or in opposition to someone. When I'm in friendship of the world, the way the world does things, the way Tony Newsom does things naturally, and if they're not of God and they're sin, whether it's sexually or uh, uh, lustfully or even hatred or picking and judging, I'm showing an act of hostility to God. I'm in opposite, active opposition to God is what he says, the way he sees things. He goes, therefore, anyone who chooses to be a friend of the world becomes the enemy of God. Do you not think that the scripture says without reason that he jealously longs for the spirit that he has caused to dwell in us? He says, but he gives us more grace. That is why the scripture says God opposes the proud, but shows favor to the humble. He gives us more grace. He wants us to give others grace too because he's given them grace. He says, submit yourself then to God. Resist the devil. What? The devil is tempting me to do these things, but I actually are the one doing it. But he says, resist these temptations. Come and and he, he will flee from you, the devil. Come near to God and he will come near to you. Wash your hands, you sinners, and purify your heart. Are you double-minded? And so even listen to that double-minded as I'm closing out. What is double What do you mean? You know, uh, purify my heart and, and wash my hands. You sinners, purify my heart. You double-minded. It's like I'm double-minded. I'm a Christian here at church. I'm a Christian when I'm reading the Bible. I'm a Christian when I'm sharing to God. But then the flip side, I'm just a sinner, just sinning deliberately afterwards. It's kind of like being a part-time Christian is what I'm being told here the double-minded. Uh, he doesn't want me to be like that. He wants me to be successful so I can get to heaven. He says, um, grieve more, well, I'm sorry, right here in verse 11, brothers and sisters, do not slander one another. Anyone who speaks against a brother or a sister, this is important. This is what God says. Just as he says, sex outside of marriage is wrong. Just as he says, murder is wrong and don't shoot and don't kill and don't do this. He says, anyone who speaks against his brother or sister or judges them speaks against the law and judges it. When you judge the law, you're not keeping it, but you're sitting in judgment. There is only one lawgiver and judge, 
the one who is able to save and destroy. But who are you to judge your neighbor? I just got to remember this is God. And then final thing, as we close right here, we get ready to take the uh, cup and we take the, uh, the, 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 um, the, the cup and the bread for his body and, and, and the blood. We got to just remember, um, God sent Jesus. He loves us. He doesn't want Jesus' sacrifice for us to be in vain. And you look at it, it, it he sends grace to us and, and, and spirit, the spirit to, to comfort us, to be with us. But he wants us to be one with the spirit with other people. And, you know, being law enforcement, uh, I worked a special detail uh, occasionally. And uh, occasionally I work a special detail where at night we go drive around and with certain things that could cause crime to happen more in the area. People don't know it, but little things like parking and blocking alleys and people beeping their horn. And, hey, get out of here. So I'm working, um, you know, turn on my light the other night. Real, real, you know, for somebody to take a car that was blocking an alley, even in a business and residential district. Guy comes out. And I go, you can't park right here. And he said, I've been parking here all the time. I said, it's kind of rude. You're blocking the alley. People can't get through. And he goes, well, you know what? I don't know where you come from because I've been doing this for a while. So it's illegal. There's signs up there. And there's a thing that's given to officers called the spirit of the law and letter of the law. I'm trying to give you a verbal warning, the spirit of the law. Letter of the law, I could just write you a ticket and even have your car impounded. And he stayed in their opposition. I go, well, let me just go get my ticket. And he goes, well, okay, you know what? I'll just move it. It was like, cool. That's that's all I'm trying to do is keep peace here. Well, in Hebrews 10, it's kind of an I wake up to me too with the spirit of grace and the letter of the law of judgment. In Hebrews 10, God says, if we deliberately keep on sinning after we receive knowledge of the truth, no sacrifice for sin is left, but only a fearful expectation of judgment and raging fire that will consume the enemies of God. Anyone who rejected the law of Moses died without mercy of the testimony of two or three witnesses. How much more severe do you think someone deserves to be punished who has trampled the Son of God underfoot and is treated as an unholy thing, the blood of the covenant that sanctified them and who has insulted the spirit of grace? And I get it now. God's trying to give grace to people. God's trying to give peace to people. The Spirit is trying to love people, and I'm insulting the Spirit. No, no, no. He doesn't get any grace here. No, no, no. She doesn't get any grace. They did me wrong. And that's wrong. And the whole time, this is all put together for my behalf, for your behalf. Why? Because God himself doesn't want Jesus sacrifice to be in vain. God wants us to be with him in heaven. And so it's finally made sense to me, uh, kind of the reason why as we were taking the, uh, bread here is that, um, when I'm judging others and I'm holding things against others days and months, it's hard for me to see the sacrifice Jesus did for me and even accept it. That, you know what, I'm, I'm, I'm away with sin. You know, Jesus took it for me. It's not until I reduce myself to the size of an ant do I realize what he's done for me. And I'm humbled by the sacrifice he's done for me so I can be with him in heaven. As we go to the cross, 
Let's remember how much Jesus loves us. Let's remember that he sent the Spirit to remind us a few things that he said. One, that the Spirit lives in us. Number two, he's our comforter. And number three, he's going to remind us what Jesus said so we could be with God one day in heaven. Let's pray. Father, we love you so much. We thank you for your Holy Spirit. We thank you for Jesus. We thank you for your sacrifice. We thank you for how the, your word just keeps us focused on the whole plan of salvation for us so that we can live a life of peace, a life of love, a life of serenity. Anyone who's having a hard time even uh, forgiving or holding, Father, give them the wisdom and guidance of even how to get special help, whether it's uh, through the medical field or whatever, just so that they can be at peace and enjoy uh, other portions of their life, Father. And I, I understand the, the, that things go wrong and things, and I have mercy and I have grace. I totally understand that you too and the spirit you want to work with. But we love you so much and we thank you for all you have done and all you continue to do. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You've just listened to the Metro LA Podcast. For more information about our ministry, please visit MetroLARegion.com.